Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, the first Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 teaser has been released! Yes! The working title for The Defenders draws possible connections to The Avengers, and Doctor Strange may be confirmed for The Avengers 3, but Spidey is up in the air. That all sounds awesome. Plus, we'll be covering Season 4, Episode 4 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. Oh, Jeffrey, it's good to be here with you, my friend. Sir, Guardians 2. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That teaser trailer dropped oh, today, right before, you know, a couple I need hours a before we recording. It's great. It's great. I, I need a hug from Drax. Yeah, that was, that was super great. <laughs> I thought I said no, but okay. Well, uh, what are you going to do? I like, what are you going to do when Drax wants to hug you? You're just going to take a hug from Drax. I like that Drax is like trying... He's like reached a weird point in his develop social development. Like <laughs> yeah. he's no he's he's adapting to this new society that he's in with these emotional people and he's like trying to I don't know, he's trying to adapt, but he's not doing a great job yet, but he's definitely yeah. further down the path than he was. <laughs> he's like understand he like he, it's like I said no. He's like maybe that was a metaphor I didn't understand. I don't know. <laughs> I have to catch it. <laughs> Hugs him. So good. Uh, my By far, my favorite thing, though, is Groot's outfit at the end. Groot wearing the jacket. Groot is definitely cosplaying as Star-Lord. No, dude. Like, <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the Guardians comics, Groot is always wearing like a really big Ravager's jacket. Oh, really? Yeah. So I didn't know that. They're going with that. Nice. It's awesome. I didn't know that. Uh, that's that's really cool though, but I I think at this point he's basically cosplaying Star Lord because yeah that, maybe <laughs> I think he yeah I think he had what, a similar like what kind of a seamstress is able to put that together like that kind of a tiny know, little jacket but I want one for my dog <laughs> dog's gonna be Groot for Chris for, for you Christmas? are Groot for Halloween no nah, man dog's <laughs> gonna be Groot all the time now yeah Doesn't matter the holiday oh it's Veterans Day well, you're Groot now. <laughs> Because veterans. <laughs> it's Arbor Day. S- support our troops. You're Groot for the day. It's Arbor Day. Guess who else is a tree? Groot. Now get in it. <laughs> <laughs> See, now Arbor Day just makes way too much sense. <laughs> of the... It's so perfect. So, like, as far as teasers, like, we've seen some pretty lackluster teasers. You know, it's been like, oh, is sure. It- you get five seconds of a thing, and then like a date and a title. Yeah, and then like it, it moves on. But this was this was a legit trailer. This was a minute and a half of a awesome. lot, a lot of different sh- shots shown, a lot of different scenes, uh, yeah. that we, a lot of different environments that we've never seen before. Yeah, it's, it's still so colorful. Yeah. Oh, the colors were great. And it looks like they're really going with almost a different palette for this one. Uh, or, you know, they, they, just like they did in the last one, they're just a, kind of a different palette for each environment. You know... And I just loved it. I the, really loved it. The super colorful parts reminded me a lot of the uh, of Nowhere. Like, as they were on the way into Nowhere, how there was that, like, nebula around the yeah. head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just almost exactly like that is what it reminded me of. And, and then, like, we've got Yondu with the... Oh, yeah. With his increased fin. That he's getting back to, like, toward his comic And roots. Yondu's walking, walking uh, slow motion with Rocket next to him. Yeah. And there's all those guys falling. Yeah. But if you look, he's whistling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't he's catch that. He's walking slow motion and whistling, which means that that scene is probably like slow motion. Him wrecking people. Wrecking. Probably, I was just imagining all those guys are falling, and there's probably just a little whistling. Uh, like the whistling arrow. Just little arrow just around. zipping through the crowd. Oh. <sighs> so good. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, I wonder if they were the kinds of people that dance. I am definitely kind of people. That, you just you just need someone. Who's, I really just need to go back to Drax. You just need someone who's like who's pathetic like you. <laughs> pathetic like you. Do you need a hug? <laughs> so good, so good, you guys. I'm just so excited. Oh man! And then oh god, there's there's so many great shots. You've got Gamora fighting. We don't really even see like a villain. Really? Like, it's just yeah. like, it's the team. Here's the team. Enjoy. Yeah, we, we still don't know anything about the story. Um, I'm just, uh, it just looks awesome. We didn't, we didn't see Kurt Russell. We did not no, see. We didn't. 
Um, you Ego know what? The Living Planet. I, I I know I know we just watched it, but I think we have to watch it again. Oh yeah, we have to. We're gonna watch it again and talk about it more. <laughs> <laughs> Let's watch it again and talk about it some more. It's just so good. <laughs> it's just so good. You're welcome. Oh, so oh. I hadn't even caught that shot of Nebula last time I watched it. Oh yeah, when they pulled the hood back on her. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm glad she's back. Oh yeah, me too. <clears throat> she. I liked her as a sort of villain uh, last time, and a really was you know i'm always i'm always excited when they bring in good villains yeah really like those complex characters you know what uh you know what i noticed that is a little bit odd is the uh the lettering choice of color for the text in the first two shots of text like purple yeah it was it was a purple yeah and then seems to fit pretty well with the first guardians though but yeah after, I'm thinking of the stone they, itself. The yeah, stone itself yeah. is purple, and, the, and there was, so there was a lot of purple in the movie when the Ronan touches it, when Ronan puts it in his thing, and all yeah, that and purple. His eyes light up purple when it swirls around them at the end of the first one. There's all yeah. that purple. Yeah. It, yeah. So there's that purple choice of color, but like all of the text from the first one and and the text at the end that said coming soon. Yeah. Was all yellow. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, like the title, uh, color from the first one. Right. It's just it's an odd choice to to go with that. Hmm. It might be, it might be like a little hint towards something else. Maybe, 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 maybe another Infinity Stone. Ooh. Have we had a gold one yet? Like a yellowish gold? No, I don't think so. We had blue, red, purple, and that's Tesseract, Ether, and Power Gem. Ah, <clears throat> uh, the yellow think. one in in. Um, oh, is the is the, the Mind Vision's Gem head? Yeah. The mind gem is, the mind uh, or we have, we are we're assuming some of those are the ones we say they are. But one shot that I thought was really interesting was that Gamora standing next to that giant swirling uh, golden thing. Giant swirling golden. There's thing. like this big, and she like releases that sword. Oh yeah, when she's leaping off of. And then yeah, she releases this sword, and yeah. behind her is this giant swirling gold like. A gyroscopic deal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, well, I don't, know, I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, maybe it's like a, another adventure that they're on toward the beginning of the the movie. I don't know, man. It looked, uh, it looked like how most Marvel movies end with some sort of big thing that you've got to stop. It's they looked like yeah. the MacGuffin of the of the adventure. <laughs> Are we already seeing the MacGuffin? <laughs> the Deus Deus Ex Machina or whatever. Um, is, that, is that it? Um. <laughs> I like the shot of like it's a black screen and then a hole forms in something and you see Rocket holding a gun pointed at the hole and he grins and then yeah. Groot leans out. <laughs> that and that's I love that that's such a, a reversal of them uh you know like one standing on the other shoulder from the first movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's great. It's perfect. It's so good. I love that Groot is going to be little. I never even thought Groot would be little. I just <laughs> never I, considered I, it for a minute. Never at all. When 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 the end of Guardians 1 happens and Groot is a twig, I just assumed Guardians 2 he'd be back. It never crossed my mind that he'd still be in like growth because he grows so quickly throughout the movie, he can grow and shrink yeah. and command. I just yeah. assumed it would be a short process before he's back to his his regular Grootness. But his regular Groot. Oh man, his regularly programmed Groot size. Yeah. Oh, one thing I thought was really funny is the um, the shirt that Star Lord is wearing is straight out of Firefly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know the the t shirts Jane wears. Yeah. Constantly, they yep. always have. Asian writing on them, always Chinese writing, uh, and uh, and 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 like big block letters and yep. little cartoons. The shirt that Star Lord is wearing in this trailer is almost exactly out of of Jane's playbook. Yep, and then this, <laughs> this show already reminds me of Firefly in a lot of ways, um, and so it's not even a show. Right, right, right. <laughs> this movie series reminds me a lot of Firefly and Serenity, uh, and uh, yeah, it's just so it's so much fun that they. I feel like that has to be almost a reference. Like, why would he, it? It looked like Asian writing to me. I guess it could have been alien hieroglyphics of some kind. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's awesome. I'm so excited for that movie. Uh, yep, couldn't be more see. excited. You know what? Another movie I'm excited about is coming up much sooner. Doctor Strange. Yeah, real soon. What's the real date on soon. that again? That's three weeks away. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, for select markets, uh, for us, it will be. Uh, two weeks from tomorrow, we're going to see that at 7 p.m. 
Oh, right. Remind me to get my ticket to that. You were supposed to do that last week. You didn't remind me. I did. We had this exact conversation. I said, remind me to do that. Do it right now. You didn't do it. I'll wait. (laughs) The people at home will wait as well. No, 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 no. You can edit this out. We'll keep it moving. Okay. So, with that, you know, that movie coming up, Marvel, for some reason, decided to go ahead and just release the end credits song for Doctor Strange, which is kind of like a... Almost like a hippie, not hippie, uh, kind of like a 70s sort of psychedelic rock. Oh, yeah? Sort of sounding song. Like, it's an, it's an original com- composition, but it sounds very reminiscent of 70s rock with uh, kind of elements toward, like, sort of Pink Floyd-ish kind of sounds. Like, I, I don't know. It It's very... Indicative of the tone of the movie for me, at least after I listened to it, I was like, "Wow, this movie's gonna be awesome and trippy and like all of the trailers show like you know things are happening where like you know the the buildings are opening up and like the the world is unfolding and refolding around them, and yeah, you know like you stop to think about that like that's really crazy mind bending well, and you know that's a lot of what the comics were from more what more what I've looked at. Yeah. In, in, in the news and read, it's like a lot of that was like kind of psychedelic, trippy stuff going on in the comics. So yeah. it's cool that they're bringing that into the into the world. Yeah, it's just it's it's always been really uh, not really a worry so much as just like or not not a concern so much as a uh, like a a question of like how how, how you, are they going to pull that off? Yeah, how do you do the film? How do you do the tone for this movie? Yeah, how do you do that? And on film, like yeah, I'm totally with you. It's a it's a tricky tone to strike. Like it's hard not to be too serious. Yeah, because I feel like it, especially I don't know Benedict Cumberbatch. As much as I like him, and he's an amazing Sherlock Holmes, uh, I could just see him being almost too serious in this role. Um, but but I I, I think they're going to strike it yeah. uh, so far. So far, the, awesome. the trailers looked awesome. Yeah, but yeah. I like. Let's see. I like that he. In the beginning, takes himself that seriously, and then right, apparently right, later right. on, he just kind of opens up to more of you know more of the world around him, and is just like, all right, well, it's it's weird, it's weird, it's strange. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part of those trailers. Yeah, anyway. I, I love miscommunications. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Between people having a conversation. One of my favorite lines uh, from Firefly <laughs> is uh, when um, I, this is uh, one of the last episodes. I may be the last episode of Firefly, but it's not really a spoiler. So if you haven't seen Firefly, don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> but this very, um, very threatening character is there. And the doctor asks him, are you Alliance? Asking if he is part of the faction of the Alliance. Oh, and he goes, yep, yep. am I a lion? I've never thought of myself as a lion, but I, I guess I do have a mighty roar. <laughs> and then uh, the, the Dr. River Tam, or Dr. Dr. Simon Tam says, oh, I, I said alliance. And he's like, oh, oh, uh, and they look both look sort of uncomfortable. And the, the, this villain, he's like, that was, that was weird. <laughs> it's just like, I love that kind of shit. Uh like that they just so readily address it. So, um, also on the topic of Doctor Strange, while we're while we're talking about it, do you know that uh, Rachel McAdams is not going to be technically the night nurse in this? Okay, we talked about this before with uh, with Claire Temple, thinking, oh, this is obviously since she's a nurse and is going to be helping super people, she's got to be the night nurse. Like, that's, right, that's the thing. But then apparently, Stephen Denight. Way back then, Stephen DeKnight had said that they can't call her the Night Nurse because Marvel, the like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, has plans for that character down the road, and everybody thought, oh, well, that obviously means that um, Rachel McAdams' character going to is going to be the Night Nurse, right? But then apparently Kevin Feige's like, no, nah, she's not the Night Nurse. <laughs> Who's going to be the Night Nurse? Right? Like you got to have somebody. Actually, it would be a great. I I'd lo- I would not mind that as like a store like a like a movie or a uh, or rather or a, Netf- said, a Netflix like a Netflix movie where you just have like the night nurse on a on an average night and she's like encountering all the different heroes. Oh god, be a lot of fun. That would be crazy. <laughs> like day in the life. Yeah. Um, but apparently, specifically, he said 
that that's or that story is not or no that won't play into this story or that's not going to play into this story okay so maybe so maybe she, she will be one will day be yeah eventually but right, not right, right now right okay not in this doctor strange movie okay God, i already want a sequel right <laughs> you're just assuming the sequel yeah i'm just gonna go yeah. ahead and assume that there's gonna be a doctor strange line of uh of films and like figurines and you know every possible toy and and i'm gonna have dr strange boxers <laughs> next time i come in <laughs> so um <clears throat> i guess the the last major no not even major the last bit of news that i have is kind of speculatory uh the working title for the defenders has been uh, has been kind of released mm. online and it's sort of Kind of a comparison to the Avengers. Okay. Uh, the working title for the first Avengers movie was called Group Hug. And the working title for uh, the Defenders series is Group Therapy. <laughs> that's great. Which is, you know, like Jessica Jones needs therapy. So, you know, that's kind of funny. They all need therapy. They really do all need they therapy. They all need therapy. That's, that's what's so great about that title. <laughs> oh, that's like really that, great. And then it's, you know, similar to... The Avengers with the yeah. group concept, I guess. That's wonderful. I like, like it. Group hugs are used in group therapy, right? <laughs> it's, no, that's great. It's like uh it's definitely definitely a callback to what they were using for the the Avengers, but yeah. you know, not, not necessarily drawing any like connection in universe, but like, oh, I, would, great... I want it to though. Oh, I want yeah. it to mean exactly that. Just be like, Well, the Avengers have to show up at least once so that <laughs> I don't know. That would be they would so overshadow the Defenders. Like Right? And it, like I'm I'm a huge fan of the Netflix series, but if all of a sudden Iron Man was there, I'd be like, "Wait, why isn't he in the whole thing? Why why do who needs the Defenders? Uh, why they really no? I take that back, Marvel. I do I don't mean that because if they were like for whatever reason needed to go to Stark Tower for something, I would be so on board and so floored by that because they absolutely could. I mean, you know, they, they it's in New York. And I know that like you can't get Robert Downey Jr. for every episode of a show, probably. probably. Although he was wonderful on Ally McBeal, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but like we're not sponsored by whoever makes Ally <laughs> McBeal or made. Um, but I don't see why they couldn't get him for just like one freaking scene in the Defenders. It's the culmination of. Five seasons of television. You're having this big event, and then like, why not? Why not throw that in there? I want him to show up at the end as like the stinger to be like, "You guys did a really good job of saving New York." Uh, can I call you if anything goes down? Oh, yeah, that'd be amazing, right? Like just that, just yeah, that, just that, much. that that fury moment. Yeah, that fury moment. And then that of, like, connects I them need, to the backup team. Connects you know? them to the the movie movie world. And if if they ever just want to bring them in, it's like you've oh, already got the connection there. Yeah, they could just they could show up I mean, in Infinity War or the fourth one like immediately. Surely he knows about them. He th- he's probably thinking about them the same way that. Uh, that uh, Fury was thinking of him in the first couple Iron Man movies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, ooh. you are not the biggest, or contrary to what you believe, you are not the center of my universe. <laughs> I got bigger problems than you in the South Dis- or the Southwest Quadrant, or Southwest region to deal with. Yeah. Which was Thor. Oh, man. And then, um, according to, to a couple of interviews lately, a couple of articles lately, um, Iron Fist is going to be just a big bundle of contradictions. Huh. So I'm, I'm wondering how that's going to play you, into it. What well, does like that mean? he's going to be he's going to be the the playboy rich guy who is basically like giving away all of his money, which I mean we've we've seen that in the comics. He's the he's a walking contradiction of like is a New Yorker, is American, but also follows the uh, the kung fu and Buddhist way and and gives of himself and, you know, is a selfless hero and like is the iron fist is the living weapon, but doesn't want to kill anybody. Mm-hmm. Can, you know, doesn't want to like incredibly hurt anybody too yeah. bad. You know, like just a big bundle of that. Definitely and good to have those contradictions in a character. Yeah, Makes him complex. He's always at war with himself, sort of always kind of holding himself back. Huh? Cool. Which is, you know, it's very, very interesting. 
We have a we have a few uh, feedbacks to mostly just to uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Uh, Yoda Hughes says, "Holy crap!" That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think just a bunch of people shared it with us. Uh, but anyway, it was exciting. Oh, yeah. so like, excited. As soon as I saw it drop on on Twitter, I was just like, "Oh my god, you guys, it's happening!" <laughs> right? It's happening! So oh excited. my god. Uh, Joe Bruno says, so happy right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I, how can you not, if you were a fan of the first one, this one just, uh, even if you're not a fan of the first one, this one has to intrigue you. It's yeah. just so beautiful. Just so beautiful. Um, Noel says, um, it looks even better than I expected. I'm, I'm the kind that doesn't dance by the way. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Fine. Um, no good. Noel. You got to dance. You, you dance. Dance like no one's watching. You can dance if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. But your friends don't dance on it. They don't dance on it. There ain't no friends of mine. We can go where we want to go. Noel also posted, can't wait to hear you squee about the amazing Guardians of the fucking Galaxy 2 uh, poster. Sorry, she said G-O-F-G. So I'm going to say she meant Guardians of the fucking Galaxy. No, it's Guardians of Galaxy <laughs> 2. Oh, yeah. That makes sense, too. I'm saying Guardians of the fucking G Galaxy. G of G. Guardians of the fucking Galaxy. Um, <laughs> so okay, well, said that a lot. You want to uh, squee? Poster. You want to well, see this thing? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, so dude, I, I saved it. I saved my squeeing. Oh, go look. Just for Noel. Go look so that There's you can have poster. like a real squee. Yeah, it's black and white, and it says obviously on it. So, I, I, I didn't look at it. I almost looked it up, and it I was looks like, like it looks like they're a band. It looks like they are a band. Uh, yeah, it's, what, what, what's happening? Hurry what's up. Happening, Make that thing load. Uh, Get that computer working. Uh, my new computer <laughs> does things I don't know about. <laughs> it has become self-aware. It's going to take over the world. <laughs> Damn you, Apple Skynet. Damn you, Apple Skynet. This one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Squee. Squee, damn it. Uh, oh, yeah. Look at that. Look at little Groot at the bottom. <laughs> Look at him standing there. Look at how cute. <laughs> I am. I'm definitely squeeing. This and is then the, and Nebula's in the picture. Nebula and Yondu are both in there. Yondu's well, got his awesome, really big mohawk from the comics. The thing that's interesting that to me about that is that Yondu has been said that he's going to be a member of this. He is. He is a guardian of the galaxy. In yeah. This and not so much an antagonist. So the fact that Nebula's in this picture makes me think. So is she. But where's Mantis? Uh, was Mantis supposed to be in this? Yeah, Mantis is well, going to be in this movie. They're probably just not one to release his look yet or something. Her. All right, her. Uh, I don't know who Palm, Mantis is. Palm Clementiev. Clementiev. That still wouldn't have told me that she's a girl. Okay, well, she's <laughs> half German, half Vietnamese. Um, oh, that's the actress? Yeah, that's the, okay. the actress. Uh, gotcha. Mantis is basically the, the Cree, what do they call it? The Cree Madonna? The Celestial Madonna of the okay. Cree people. Um Man, revered among them. It anyway. makes me so excited that Nebula is in this picture, right? Because that makes <laughs> me think they're going to end up having to work with her, and that's a whole, that's a whole thing. That's cool. Obviously, obviously. I just I love the obviously. Yeah, me too. Then in the uh, in the first poster, or I'm sorry, the posters for the first movie, uh, the the phrase was "You're welcome." <laughs> so like, I just love that this this is just so unashamedly just in your face. Oh yeah, and and it paid off on the first one, and then they're, they're just like they're just going with it on the second one. They're just like, yeah, whatever. We're, we're Guardians of the Galaxy. It's awesome. Well, thank you for bringing that up, Noel. Because yeah, that Cause... that I got a chance to squee, <laughs> squee live on the podcast. Squee live. That sounds gross. Gross. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, feedback from last week. How about this? Yoda Hughes said at MCU cast. Jeff should do the intro music all the time. Great up and can't wait for more Luke Cage ups. I got one more to watch. Nice. Well, he very well may be doing all of them until we get my the hard stuff off my hard drive. A lot of you, we got a few uh, oh, that's right. people writing us asking why there were three episodes of Luke Cage missing. Because I've been holding off because the people who are working on my hard drive keep saying, it'll be ready tomorrow. And so I'm like, okay, I'll just start posting them tomorrow. And then they're not come out. So they still have not gotten back to me. So they Ugh. keep having problems. And I asked them, uh, what, what, they said, we got everything else to copy except for two folders. And I was like, let me, let me, let me guess. 
They're my Studio One folder and my Final Cut folder because those are the only two I need. And he looked in. He's like, <laughs> yes, those are the two folders that won't copy. Oh, the irony. So all of my recorded stuff, all of my audio recordings, and all of my... Um, all of my video editing that I have done. I've got all the raw video luckily saved, yeah. but all of the video editing that I've done over the last like years, years yeah. is, is no longer, which I mean, most of it's already posted somewhere. It's already at least in the world, but like I put in so much work to those that I'd love to go back to them. And instead of redoing a whole edit, I can like just add in or take away certain things, but yeah. instead I'm going to have to like Ugh. redo all of this editing. That's rough. Unless they get it to transfer and they're still working on that. Jeez. But it's been like two weeks now. That's rough. So, so we went ahead and started posting, uh, starting at episode eight. So we skipped five, six and seven. We apologize. They yeah. exist. Maybe one day we'll get to drop them. <laughs> um, it's not like we can go back and talk about them again. Yeah. Well we could, but it was not like we could go back and re- erase our knowledge of the current ones. So. Yeah. It wouldn't be right. It wouldn't be fair. It wouldn't be real. Yeah. Um, so in response to Yoda Hugh, I do normally do the uh, the intro music just to be silly. And yeah, we, we both do oftentimes. Force Matt into editing it <laughs> because I'm a jerk. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I didn't realize you were doing it for that reason. Thanks. No, no, no. I mean, it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a jerk. Uh, <laughs> but Yoda, he responded saying, uh, Adam's UCAS for Matt. Stop smothering just creativity and leave it in. Loved it. Actually lolled in the car. See? And, you know, every once in a while, maybe I will. Yeah, <laughs> but every now and you can't, again. You can't do it every time. or It'll lose its it'll Yeah, lose it its loses its, the zeal. Yeah. You can't lose the <laughs> it'll zeal. It'll probably be on this episode, though. Yeah. <laughs> and that, 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 I didn't know if you even knew that that had happened, because uh, I, I, was, you, uh, I was wondering if you got a chance to listen to either of the I episodes usually, this week. I usually listen to, like, the first 15 minutes of our episodes just to make sure that the sound quality is okay, like, right. while I'm sharing it around on those social media pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, and I noticed that it was just me going, bah, da, bah, da. I was like, what the hell? Oh, he didn't edit that. He must have forgotten to edit that. Nope. I put it on the beginning and end of all the episodes oh, too. Good. <laughs> I, took, I took, I took you doing that. It's also the intro for the Luke Cage. Oh yes. And all of them. Yes. Oh, that's perfect. I haven't shared the Luke Cage one yet. <laughs> oh, so, that's good. That's yeah. good shit. That's good shit. <laughs> I will be forever remembered. I think it's at, it's at the end of that episode too. Just comes oh, back in. I just gotta make it as dirty as I can next time I do that. Uh, that's funny. Just keep using funny, that. Funny. <clears throat> so, uh, Man, that's that's all the feedback from this week. Really? Yeah. What about? Uh, well, we did get a voicemail. So, what is the hierarchy relationship between Dormammu, Surtur, and Mephisto? That is a really random question to ask, but I'm so glad you asked it. Now, um, those <clears throat> I don't know that there's necessarily a hierarchy among those because they're all kind of the, on the same level of like they're a leader of their own dimension. So like Dormammu, uh, as far as I remember, is the leader of the dark dimension and Surtur is the leader of Muspelheim, which is the realm of fire in the Asgardian Nine Realms. Um, and Mephisto is supposed to be like uh, Marvel's incarnation of the devil, um, you know, the leader of hell, Satan, whatever. Um, so they're all leaders of their own kind of realm or dimension or whatever. Um, but they, I don't know that it's ever been like addressed that one's more powerful than the other. They're all kind of like on the same level um, and bad. So it sounds like <laughs> given, so they're like sort of Doctor Strange's realm of baddies right yeah most of them it's almost like asking who's hierarchically in charge the joker the penguin or (laughs) you know what i mean like they're all bad guys yeah they're all from hell dimensions uh but they're not necessarily in a hierarchical structure yeah dormammu is very much uh very much dr strange's big enemy uh mephisto shows up a lot in ghost rider uh, and yeah, some, yeah, yeah. some also in uh, in Dark Strange and a, a bit in X Men in regard to Nightcrawler and magic, um, and then Surtur is very much a uh, a Thor villain, you know, being of the Nine Realms. Um, right, right. But I don't know. I, I, just, I don't. I don't know. Like I, I want to say that 
that either Surtur or um, or Dormammu would be, you know, worse because they're leaders of like entire dimensions or whatever. But right, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Of course, we've had this talk a lot about what is how, a dimension, what, what is a realm, what is a realm, is is a realm a dimension or is, or is a, a realm a place in a dimension? We still are very unclear on that. Yeah. Uh, except the only evidence we have, one of our listeners, and I forget who, sent in the idea that when when um, Thor went to another realm, his hammer shot straight up in the air. Which seems to mean it's like somewhere in space that other yeah. realm exists. But it could just be the closest path to Thor. Like maybe there's another gateway somewhere that the hammer was heading toward. There's just real unclear. Yeah. Well, yeah. When at the end of the Avengers, when they use the cube to go home, yeah, they go up. And at the beginning of the movie, Hawkeye well, said, "Yeah, I mean, the cube is a doorway to the other end of space." That's true. And they talk about the high, the Heisen Rosen Bridge, whatever Einstein Rosen Einstein Rosen Bridge, right? Yeah. Uh, and how that that's <clears> a <throat> way to travel from one place to another. But yeah, so so it's fair. It's it it. Which seems like they're alluding to it being space. Yeah, yeah. Different places in space. Yeah. So when you get but into... a fire dimension, what does that even mean? Or a fire it's realm? It's the realm of fire. Is it a planet that's on fire? Well, I mean, Jotunheim is the realm of, of cold, of, of yeah. ice. Yeah. So basically the opposite of that. It's probably <laughs> like Mercury where, you know, it's all just okay. unhappy and hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, so when you get, I mean, when you, if you address it like that, then the leader of a planet is not as big a deal as the leader of an entire dimension. So Dormammu would be bigger, but then there's also Mephisto, you know? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Might be be a question that we need to revisit later once we get, you know, more data. (laughs) More data. (laughs) Our our minimal searching on the internets uh, yielded that. (laughs) That bit of conversation. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So, do we want to get into spoiler feedback? I think it's time. Is Uh, it? We really didn't have too much this week in the way of news or feedback. Let's do it, man. Except for just getting to dance around about the new Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. That was pretty exciting. as it were. Uh, Thank you for making him do that, Noel. Yeah, thanks. It felt nice. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Stop creeping out, Noel. No, she Um, likes it. (laughs) We have a connection, a bond, as it were. (laughs) I don't know. Um, So, (laughs) this uh, we're about to go into our shield feedback or shield shield discussion for this week. Season what? four, episode four of Shield, uh, just falling apart in the Let corner. Let me stand next to your fire, is what it's called. <laughs> I thought you were just talking to El again. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be a professional, sir. <laughs> my bad. Trying to move on. I was trying to move past my weirdness. <laughs> Um, you're just like let me stand next to your fire goodness lord calm down excited this is a good episode um this was a really good episode uh we're gonna talk about it right after i say that we are the marvel cinematic universe podcast in partnership with 45 magazine and a proud member of the giant size team up network if you want to reach out to us on the internets uh, go to mcucast.com at mcucast on twitter facebook.com slash mcucast mcucast at gmail.com for the emails and 573cast MCU if you want to f- give us a phone call and leave a voicemail to be played on the podcast uh, that you can do all those things also to help us out you can subscribe on iTunes or leave a review there five stars please and uh, DC on screen is our sister podcast you should check out they're also members of the giant size team up network and uh, you should check out all the giant size team up shows but DC on screens are buddies and they do DC talk similarly to what we do for Marvel so yeah except they have a lot more shows to cover right now we're about to they're about I think they're back up to five right now god like everything five premiered. every week uh, that's that's a lot of work, man. I just don't know if I like coming over here that much. Yeah, I think they do, yeah, I think they record it all in one day or something. Yeah, that's, that's and they insane. Skype it in or something. Whew. So that's 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 some effort, guys. You know, good yeah, on you. Good on them. Good on them. Um, so we're gonna go into spoiler territory for Shield, season four, episode four. Let me stand it to your fire in three, two, one.
James is back, and he blew up a fireworks stand. I was mad at James. I was too. I I liked him so much in the last season. I feel betrayed by James. I really do too. And now it's gonna be really hard to bring to to bring him back. I was really worried to be honest because he was left in a room with Ghost Rider. I didn't see him making out of that room. Yeah. <laughs> I but really didn't see him. I love that, that Ghost Rider came out like dragging him along and was just like, "You said alive, right?" Yeah, it was so great. I love that. I just, I really like. I, I I felt betrayed by James, and I really came around to liking Ghost Rider a lot. Like, I really like Robbie a lot more than I already did, and I already liked Robbie a lot. Yeah. I just, I, I love Ghost Rider in this series now. Yeah, this this episode was really key for Ghost Rider. I was, I just already liked James so much last season, yeah. and then he suddenly got taken over by Hive, and it was like, oh, well, he's a bad guy, but it's a completely forgivable yeah. And I was just really yeah. looking forward to them bringing him around to being a good guy this season. And so when they mentioned him, I was like, yes! And then he just turned out he's... He's, he's just a dick. With the war dogs? Watchdogs. Watchdogs? The dogs? <laughs> What's up, my dog? You're not my dog now, James. <laughs> You're not my dog You're now, not my James. dog no more. Um, I really... I just like... I don't know, man. Yeah. just didn't expect him to be a Trump supporter is all. <laughs> um... Wow. Sorry. I thought we didn't do political we don't, stuff. We don't do political stuff. Jeez. I'm just saying I'm not I'm not saying I'm not making a I'm not making any sort of value judgment. I'm just saying if the watchdogs were in real life, they'd be Trump supporters. Oh my right? god. Ugh. What? <laughs> we're gonna build a wall. We're gonna build a wall and the inhumans are gonna pay for it. <laughs> Stop! You God. see it. You see it. I uh, do see it, but I, mean, I, I think I think that's I try where to the show... escape reality with my shows. I, I, I'm joking, and I'm not trying to get political. I'm not going to talk about how I feel about the current election, but I do think that is a little what they're trying to say with some of this plot. It's hard, almost hard to talk about. I feel like the the watchdogs and the the xenophobia that's going on on Agents yeah. of Shield right now is supposed to be a reflection of the current political stuff climate. So, so I think that's like. Are you saying that the humans are Syrian refugees? Um, I am not drawing a specific correlation between any <laughs> certain uh, it's, certain group. It's like Lord of the Rings. It's just applicable. It's just, just yeah. It's just there's something in there. There's a there's a little bit of allegory going on. That's all I'm saying. Um, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and it's really easy to draw all of the connections that we just did. Let's stop though. Yeah. Because we're not a political podcast. No, we're not. <laughs> so, oh man, Ghost Rider got his chain. Ghost Rider got his chain. That was really great. That was I don't know so that he'll cool. keep the chain, but man. He, he threw it over his shoulder like this is mine now. That's awesome. <laughs> like, he was, he, he looked so it, intent on just keeping it. They were so proud of themselves with the way they shot that. Yeah, they like, were. This is such, just such a hero moment. Like him yep. reaching up and grabbing the chain out of midair. Yep. And then as he holds it, he looks and goes, huh? Like, oh, yeah, this feels right. And then you've got that wonderful shot of Ghost Rider fully decked out as Ghost Rider swinging his chain. Oh, my God. And wrapping it around the other guy. Oh, I about died, man. (laughs) That was so cool. It was really, really cool. (laughs) When, when, like, he, he takes the chain to the face, or no, takes the the explosion to the face a little bit because it looked like a... um, like a uh, damn it, pumpkin what? bomb, <laughs> almost. No, it, it was, was very, um, very pumpkin bomby. What they were doing with this episode, it was. It was a little bit. He 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 went back to being almost Gambit. Um, oh yeah, no, he was always Gambit. Like he's never stopped. <laughs> he's never stopped being Gambit. He's Australian Gambit. <laughs> he's Australian. He's a Gambit from down under. <laughs> but it was a. Uh, it looked almost like a uh, croquet ball. Or huh. or cricket ball or whatever that he that he tossed at him. So after he takes that to the face, and he's like got that little Jesus. scratch on yeah. his on his cheek, and he's just like he looks at him just like oh yeah, you want to do fire and like lights like all yeah. of his skin burns away. Like the budget for this season is ridiculous. Yeah, they're, they're going over the top with some they're of the going effects. Real crazy with the Ghost Rider effects. <laughs> I really, I really love that they had this whole fight in the fireworks. Oh yeah, place that's just so funny. And Coulson, Coulson, he, they were he so definitely like about it. Held, held, he, he hung a lantern on it. He was like, 
Yeah, you guys didn't see that coming? <laughs> yeah. Like, you kind of saw it coming, huh? Who didn't see that coming? The two fire are the two fire guys fighting in a did warehouse two, full of fireworks. The two fire dudes just drop into a warehouse full of fireworks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did. That was great. <laughs> and then and then it all explodes and we don't even get like the great look of, you know, like them watching the fireworks go up. It's just like they run away and yeah. they start exploding. I felt like that's where they lost their budget. Like they didn't show much of that fireworks thing because that would have been a lot longer and a lot more uh, interesting of a fire if they'd shown it. Yeah. They show it for a second and then they cut back to them looking at it. Yep. It's like uh, me and a buddy made a um, <laughs> made a YouTube video once where the storyline is we're we're all visiting the nation's largest tuba and uh, we get there and we're just looking up at the tuba and having a discussion about the tuba. And, uh, of course, we, there wasn't a giant tuba, so it's just a shot of the four of us looking up. <laughs> yeah. That's the entirety of the sketch, is just the four of us having a conversation, staring up, uh, <laughs> and just discussing the giant tuba before us. That isn't before you. Yeah. And uh, I felt like that's kind of what they did with the explosion. They showed it for a second, like, look! And it wasn't that bad. It was like a couple of... Yep. I've had that. I've had that bad of an explosion in my backyard. Yeah, with fireworks. Like I've done that before. Yeah, on accident. One of my one of my stupidest moments as a teen, thirteen year old kid. Me and my friends just tried to just destroy a Robin action figure. You can't do that. See, I was Marvel all the way even back then. <laughs> <laughs> so we we put uh, we put a Robin. We laid him on a bed of firecrackers. Right. Like a bed, like you know those thick packs of firecrackers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, laid him on like a bed of those, and then put like an M80 across his head, two M80s wedged between his arms, another M80 wedged between his legs. Jesus. And then we surrounded him. This little bed that we created, we surrounded it from all angles, 360 degrees, with Roman ca- alternating Roman candles and bottle rockets. And it was just this huge thing. But how do you light all those fuses at the same time, you know? It's tricky. <laughs> you just throw a Molotov cocktail at Gasoline. It. That's, what, that's how, that's how you <laughs> that's solve how that. That's how you do that. That's how you solve that. So 13-year-old Matt doused it with gasoline and then stood back with another, yet another Roman candle, aimed it at the pool of gasoline, lit it up on my parents' back porch. On and, the porch? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I mean, it was, it was a concrete, concrete. Still, though. Poolside. It was a large okay. porch area. It was, like, right next to the house. It was, okay. it was pretty big. Okay. Pretty, I mean, it was, like, at least four feet from the door. Like, oh you're fine. Um, no. So we, we no. lit the thing up, and all these start going off. And it's this moment when we, every one of us realized, if you surround something 360 degrees... They're also pointing They're at also you. pointing outward. Like, they're pointing everywhere. Yeah. And so suddenly, for about 30 seconds, my yard was just an utter war zone. <laughs> and all my friends are, like, diving in the pool and diving behind barricades and hiding and ducking and getting hit with uh, oh. all, uh, Roman candles all over the place. It was, it was pretty great. Good, good childhood oh, times. Oh, man, that is great. I was so much safer with mine. I just put really, really big stuff right next to each other. And decided that I wanted to set them off in a sequence instead of like lighting them both and running away. I was just like, no, we gotta wait twenty seconds and then the next one. Okay. So, uh, this big like the you know like the the black cat nine shot massive ridiculous like uh, yeah yeah finale yeah, big, basically right that blows off like right next to an eardrum. Oh <laughs> yep, lordy. Yep. Bad idea. Oh lordy. What? Let's. Uh, all right. <laughs> Kids probably listen to this show. We should yeah, probably stop. Giving don't them do ideas. that because it's a bad idea. Please don't do any of those things that we just said. It, no matter how much fun they sound like, very dangerous. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, so what else in this episode? You'll end up looking like James, being dragged away by a guy with a chain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, <clears throat> super disappointed in James. Why you got to fall in with the watchdogs? I still want him to take a turn. I kind of felt like good. I saw it coming too, though. Oh, I definitely saw it coming. Like it, they telegraphed the hell out of yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. At least by the time he's there explaining to them what's behind that door, I was like, oh yeah, they're obviously yeah. <laughs> the watchdogs are obviously there, and James led them right to the watchdogs. Yep. Crap. Yep. Why does James have to be a jackass? 
I really Dick. just want him to be a good guy. I didn't think he was that bad of a guy last season. He was no. just like he was misunderstood, misled. I guess he was always kind of a uh, a kooky fringe like uh, guy in the woods. So like falling in with the watchdogs kind of makes sense, I guess. Like his like uh, sort of you remember his compound from last season? Yeah. That yeah, that seems like a watchdog. <laughs> like yeah. like he could easily go with the watchdogs. Yeah. It was really weird though that he was all like, I'm gonna be the last one alive. Like he felt like Jet Lee in the one or something. Yeah. I, I, it just seemed it was like it was just it was self hatred. Yeah. Is all it is. He doesn't like himself. He doesn't like that him fall he, he basically made him vulnerable to hive. Like this whole thing made him vulnerable to hive, and then he almost helped destroy the world so like i still don't think he's necessarily a bad guy i think he's just in a really dark place like he's super self self-hating and wanting to help the watchdogs take down yeah but it does suck i mean i, I say he he's still redeemable but um he did assist in the destruction of other inhumans already because yeah he's the one that gave them the watch so that they could backtrace it and figure out where these inhumans were yeah that sucks. It's hard to hard to come back from that. It is. It is. Mm. But I want to see him do it. I want to see him do it. <laughs> I want him back. I want him on the team. I really do. Give me James back. Very excited that uh, Ghost Rider joined the team, basically. Yeah, he's he pretty much is effectively on the team. Also, last week we discussed uh, Ghost Rider's uh, whatever car, because I'm not a car guy. Uh, Ghost Rider's car versus Lola. Yeah. We got it. We got it this week. Yeah, we did. That was real. That was real nice. <laughs> I think that was um, that comment was based on the promo for this week. Oh, was it? I think okay. so. Cool. I didn't watch uh, the promo last week. I'm sorry. I didn't either. I, I'm, that was really great scene. Really great scene. Really cool. I was really disappointed though that they left Lola with one uh, fender tied behind her back because she didn't have her flight. Yeah, like what's with the flight capabilities? Come on, come on, give them back. It's budget. Um, Had to be. I liked all the Ada stuff this episode. Yeah, they they kind of went like straight into that. Like there was no dancing around it. Nope. For any more than like what the two episodes that they waited. They're yeah. Just kind of like oh yeah, there it is. Ada's in and <laughs> and then and then she had to uh, and then the whole Scott uh, or Daisy working with Simmons. Um, thing was interesting just, all of this of course co- leading up to that last shot of the episode where it's like you have a lot to lie to the director about yeah. at your thing tomorrow at your lie detector lesson tomorrow yeah lesson session, session. that's probably what i meant interview <laughs> just oh man and like i love that that simmons immediately was just like she's an android yeah <laughs> you do know she's an android, she is right? Not passing my Turing test, right? not mine. <laughs> you do know she's an android, right? It's like what? You, no, uh, of course I know she's an android. I worked on her, but how do you know? <laughs> that was real funny. I like the the, you know, because because May didn't see it because May thought that she was a person. They just kind of were like, yeah, she's gonna pass. <laughs> Everybody's gonna think that, and then Simmons just like, nah. Yeah, Simmons is a clever girl. Clever girl. Yeah. Uh, and I really I really like Ada's interaction. Like that that actress is doing a fantastic job of being very confused at human ways. Like Oh what? yeah. She's doing great. She's also not good at lying. Yeah. Uh I mean she said she wasn't she said she wasn't lying, so yeah, she's she wasn't going to. to. Yeah. But uh it still was like, ooh, you're still not I guess I thought she was going to respond to him saying, you know, you need to lie to us about certain things. We need you not to tell everyone that, uh, you know. That you're a robot. Yeah. That you're an LMD. <laughs> yep, yep. And, oh man, this whole episode was just all good. It's firing. This is... This basically, this episode felt like it was a mid-season episode where, like, they're firing on all the cylinders and all of the yeah. story is already going well, and, and, you know and what? it's all converging. You know what it also felt like? What? If for the first time in a really long time, it felt like a S.H.I.E.L.D. episode. Yeah. Um, I understand the show's called Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And we had a couple seasons where S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't actually exist, sort of, and it's been this sort of, like, you know, weird 
weird sort of like whatever uh, anti shield shield, but I, when Coulson sat down at that desk to talk to Robbie's uncle, oh yeah. Dude, that was such a great moment because he he's back exactly like he did in the movies. Yes. Like I felt like that Coulson was back exactly, and I and I think that has been missing. That has been missing from this show, like yeah. the secret agent and element. He, he said the entire name. Yes, that was that was the division. That was the that was kind of like the crown of it. Like oh yeah yeah yeah, shields a thing. Yeah. yeah, shield's a thing. Shield is a thing. To, Not get shield. To have... Shield is a thing. Yeah. Not that shield that we've been getting. Anyway. No, this, this is the shield. So let's hit some feedback. Uh, yeah. Jeffrey James said to us on Facebook, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4, Episode 2, spoiler alert, I don't think the reasoning behind Gemma's joining forces with Daisy made much sense, other than as an excuse to bring Daisy back in the fold. I'm a little concerned that Ghost Rider is apparently being turned into another quote-unquote team player. It doesn't seem to fit with his character very well. Plus, it tends to separate him from his ride. I did chuckle at the car chase scene, since you guys predicted it would happen. Also, not in love with the Ada storyline, and am really afraid it will go south into Daughter of Ultron land. Uh, the fight scenes were great, but I found the episode a bit disappointing after the previous episode, which was one of the series' best IMHO it's odd that we were just talking about how great this episode was, and then the negativity came up. <laughs> it's it's kind of, you're making me sad there, Jeffrey James. Yeah, I didn't think this was a bad episode at all. Um, I do think this whole season's been really good, though, so Jeffrey's just Fair. having some high some high standards for this season. <laughs> yeah, it is It is kind of, um, kind of really easy to go straight into possible Ultron territory. Um, which I mean, maybe even Jocasta. That's not the end of the world if they do want to go, uh, you know, a, a bad android or whatever. Like, but I don't, I don't think that's where we're going. I really don't. I think Ada's going to be. She'll have her problems, but I think she's going to be more like a data uh, than a data Ultron character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also with uh, with with Ghost Rider being a team player, he wasn't. He wasn't always a loner. Like he, he's more a loner than than a team player most of the time. But he was like he was on the Heroes for Hire. He was in the Defenders at one point. Huh. Like he, I'm pretty sure he's been in the Avengers at some point in his life. I as just many Ghost Riders as, as there have been. I think he was impressed. Col- Coulson knows how to deal with people. Yeah. And Coulson opening that door was a huge moment for Ghost Rider because he didn't. He wasn't showing fear. Of Ghost Rider, he wasn't showing. He he just like showed his balls, like you know, like he's like. <laughs> um, and that sounded worse than that, um, yeah. <laughs> I meant it to sound. Uh, he's just showing how, like, you know, look look at me. I'm not scared of you. Come on out. Uh, let's talk about this. Uh, we brought you in like this for our safety, but now I see you're a reasonable person. Come on out. We're going to talk yeah, to you like a reasonable person. After considering all of the things that you've done and the stances you hold on things. Yeah, I, uh, we're on the same side. I believe we're on the same side. Let's go ahead and let you out. <clears throat> uh, and I thought that was cool. And I I, re- I, I think the last scene uh, of the episode really hit it home when he's just like, you may not, you, you both think you're loners. You may not need me, but I need you right now. Yeah. Uh, we need you. You're you. We need you to work with us. So yeah. I come like on. that. He just kind of addressed that. Yeah. He's, he's, he's petitioning them for help. He's not, uh, expecting them just to, to just fall in line because he's him or whatever. Yeah. Like he might at like, one I'm time, your boss, you have to do the thing Yeah, at one time. He might've nah. felt that way about Daisy, but, uh, like you could wh- really feel his pain though. Oh yeah. He's, he's hurt. Yeah. It's like, how, why, why would you run? Why would you run? You're so mean. You don't care about what we had. <laughs> you can feel that in, in his in his expressions for her. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Marco Margo said to us on Twitter, at MCUcast, how did Daisy get from L.A. to V.A. area injured like that? Hashtag Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Virginia, yeah. Um, well, I did... She says she tells a story about how she got in a fight with some watchdogs and on this the way. And that, on the way, yeah. Uh, I just think that uh, there has been time. Time has passed since last episode. Is all you really got to know. And also, she's been robbing banks and doing what she needs to do. And she's a hacker, so a plane maybe or <laughs> I don't know. Like <laughs> I don't know. She a dro- plane, a bus. Well, her uh, her van was there, so she drove. Okay, well there you go. She drove. I mean, we just don't know how long it's been, and uh, it only would have taken her two or three days to get there if she went straight through. So yeah, 
Yeah. You know, I it, can I can vouch for that. Is it is a two day drive? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you, it, two that, solid days. Comfor- and that's comfortably. You can no, you, <laughs> no, no. If you just wanted to drive straight, I think it's like only like twenty four hours. So <laughs> that thing's probably self driving anyway, right? Yeah, totally. She's she's hacked that. She's hacked. She hacked the car into be self driving. Yeah, it's fine. Totally. It's it's cool. It's cool. Ada <laughs> helped. Ada may have helped. Uh, Stephanie Will said to us on Facebook, just got last night's episode, and thank God, first really good episode of the season. That's funny, given that Jeffrey just said the opposite. <laughs> so, mixed reviews on this season. Everyone's, oh, everyone's liking very it. controversial episode. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's liking it, but they're liking different vers- different episodes. Yeah. Uh, she goes on to say, I think Jed and Marissa were confusing Broody with Edgy, which is really atypical for a Whedon production. So happy to see the characteristic humor back in the show this uh, this week. Daisy is a better character when she's part of the team, and this is the first time Robbie has showed any sort of emotion. Glad the show is finding a uh, good balance this season. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I agree with most of that. I still am getting kind of tired of Daisy, though. Really? I just I don't like her too... You know, move on. Show me something else cool. You're giving me Ghost Rider. I like that. Let's continue things like that. Yeah. Like, I get like I get where she's coming from. She's been through some hard stuff. She's out trying to protect her people. Lincoln wasn't that great. Well, <laughs> I don't think it's just Lincoln. I think it's, I think it is Lincoln, a lot of it. But I think, like, it's Lincoln and then the fact that her, like, her literal people, her, like, heritage is being, like, out and being exterminated, you know? Yeah. And she doesn't feel like S.H.I.E.L.D. is doing enough, so she's out there working on her own. Yeah. Not, maybe that's, I think it maybe. I wouldn't say exterminated, but definitely hunted. Definitely I mean, hunted. They're, they're definitely trying. Watchdogs would exterminate if they had the chance. Oh, yeah, if they had the chance. But And, I mean, last I episode, know. they literally like shut off power to major cities as a guise just to go in and kill as many as they could. That sounds like extermination to me. Seventeen were killed last, ep- last episode. Hmm. It's a lot of people. It is a lot of people. Um, I don't remember that number coming up, but that's, yeah, they, they, um, that's intense. The, I think it was the um, senator at the end says it on oh, the Oh, yeah, yeah. She says, the good news is we got 17 of them. Yeah. like, And she calls it a good start. Yeah. Yeah. That's really shitty. Yeah. Like, how dare you call yourself a senator? <laughs> I realize that they can write, they, they are writing this show. And they can write in as many inhumans or as few inhumans as they want, but it actually makes. I feel like we have a finite number, though. Yeah, like as, when they kill seventeen of them, I'm like, why didn't they show them to us first? <laughs> I, I didn't wanna... get a chance to love them. I I loved this episode. Uh, their fight scene was awesome. You had Quake using her powers, which are also all destroying her. Um, you have Simmons using an icer, which you know. I, I almost wish she'd done something like more with her mind, but whatever. Uh, you yeah. have Coulson grabbing the gun and snapping it in half because he has the all, the super the hand. robo hand. Yeah, robo hand. Um, you have uh, obviously James using his his power, Ghost Rider using his power. I just really loved all the power. They did a lot with the powers this episode, and I kind of subtly used yeah. them all. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's just real real gentle. Uh, Mac had a shotgun axe. You know, everybody did yeah. their, their their thing. Also, completely illegal to light a firework in a fireworks store. Yeah. They, they're not even allowed to sell matches in a fireworks store. Yeah. And he's in there lighting one with lighters that they're selling in the store, I'm assuming. He has that little uh, gun lighter. Yeah, it looked like a, uh, a machine gun machine lighter. Machine gun lighter. Like, that is not how fireworks stores work. <laughs> you're not allowed to have fire in there. Buddy, my buddy's dad owns a fireworks store, and you're not even allowed to have. You just like it's illegal to keep fire lighting stuff inside the store. Yeah, <laughs> we can have kindling everywhere, but as long as we don't have the fire, yeah, it's fine. Place this... I tucked newspaper behind every box, <laughs> but it's okay because we don't have the fire. Those, those things go up, man. You gotta, <laughs> gotta be careful. You gotta yeah. be careful. Gets scurry, man. It's scurry. <laughs> So I want to get into a bit of speculation. All um, right. We got we got a bit of the watchdogs hacking into 
the uh, the the watch, you know, like or well, yeah, like the shield frequencies or whatever. Right, right. So what if more of that happens? Why do we have Ada so soon? Right. What if the watchdogs program Ada and other LMDs to become sentinels? Because <laughs> um, they're really right. pushing really hard that she's told not to kill. She's programmed not to kill. I, you can trust me with your life, Agent May. Right. One of her tenants not killing. Right. Do not harm humans. Like they push that. They've said it three times at least, and she's only been like around in two episodes. So like that that seems like that's something that they're harping on for later. I I want to believe that at least. Hmm. It seems like it would be pretty easy, given you know the technological or the technological advancement of the um the repeating EMP right from last episode and they do have some sort of technology yeah well like Fitz even said like that they would have to have much better technology than yeah, I that's expected. i think the the more interesting question and and about speculation like who are the watchdogs working with yeah like who's funding them and who's giving them their technology because it's not it's not just some guys that are trying to kill Often humans, someone is, and, we, and they've talked about it on the show. Someone is organizing them. Someone's causing them to work with, like they said. I think they said, like the Aryan Brotherhood was working with the Chinese, working with the this and like. There's all these gangs are working together with the Watchdogs and with all these people. So someone is overseeing all of this. And I, if if I just had to speculate based on this show, I would say Hydra. But no! I don't want it to be Hydra because we really don't want Hydra. I think it would be more interesting if they did something different. Yeah. Um, hmm. I wonder if it's. I mean, wonder what if it's somebody old and ancient? Because they <laughs> they talk about the Darkhold. The Darkhold was written by one of the old god, like the elder gods of the Marvel universe. Okay. Um, I cannot. His name is like Chthon or something like that. Not Cthulhu, but. Chathon. Um No, no. Season five of a Whedon show, they have to fight a god. Okay. Season four, they have to fight the initiative. Right. Sorry. Anyway. We just had this conversation about Buffy last week. Yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, season so, five's the god season. Yeah. Well, it, they could be leading up to it. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Watchdogs are kind of initiative-like, you know. Oh man, stop! <laughs> I don't like it. So they were hunting down, van- you know, paranormal vampires and things. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. but for it's government funny, research, it's funny not that you for say that. The Darkhold, the the spell book that is the Darkhold is responsible for making Marvel's first vampire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This uh I You I'm, know who held the the Darkhold, who actually was last seen in possession of the Darkhold in Marvel Comics? Who's that? Doctor Strange. Oh. Yeah. Who do you think how far do you think they're going on the, on the mystical here? Because it definitely... It sounds like they're going all in. Obviously, they're having the conversation every episode now. Yeah. But they're still acting like it's science can explain it all away. Yeah. Like, we're working on a, a chemical fix. Yeah. Or chemical I thought that was weird. Um, for this mystical thing. Because her dying was perfect. Them killing her was kind of perfect because it, dying is such a... Yes, scientific, obviously, in that you lose your breath, but it's also like it could be construed as the ghost just left you because you were no longer living. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it almost could have been construed as like a spiritual <clears throat> fix. If they come up with a chemical fix, it's almost like well, it, that's too much. On it's the, a spiritual fix, but they approached it in a in a scientific way because they were like. They they constantly called it rebooting her brain. Right, right, right. Like we have to power it off. I get for a that. Bit. They power cycled May. That's all yeah. it was. No, no, I know. <laughs> um, but what was interesting about that solve is that it did not take out the possibility that it could have been just a spiritual problem, and she needed to die and be reawoken to get rid of whatever was whatever spiritual monkey was on her back. You yeah, know? man. I mean, like most of my job. They just needed to restart her. <laughs> I hear you. Turn her off and back on again. <laughs> you're harping on that. You're, you're not hearing me. <laughs> no, I am. I am. It's, if they if they come up with a chemical solve, it undercuts that sort of like duality of possibility that it's either a spiritual problem or 
a scientific problem and we may not ever know you know no, like that's kind of a cool thing i feel like they're gonna definitely like put a yes or no on it like they're gonna put a concrete on it especially with ghost rider um because you know he keeps talking about i sold my soul to the or no i i made a deal with the devil and mac talked about how he believes in god so he has to believe in the other one too and they keep saying like you know you're not an inhuman how did you get your powers and he's like, why does everybody keep asking me that? I've made a deal with the devil. So, like, they're going to address it. And in two episodes, according to a synopsis, we're supposed to get Ghost Rider's origins. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no, there we go. Episode six, we're supposed to Ooh, see Ghost Rider's two origins. two weeks. That's exciting. Isn't it? That's re- you know, we, we talked about this last year, how the Iron Holy Fist... crap. <laughs> Iron Fist was going to line up very well with... Uh, uh, Doctor Strange coming out, you know, but what I did not expect is that Shield would get this mystical. And the same week that we're getting Doctor Strange, we're going to get the super spiritual episode, apparently, of Shield. Ghost Riders or Ghost Riders Origin, yeah, yeah. In the oh man, same week. Oh wow, and and I wonder if they'll Holy tie it in. Crap. I wonder if like whatever happens in the Doctor Strange movie, I wonder how secret it remains. You know how. Iron Man, the first Iron Man movie is in a lot of ways Iron Man admitting he's Iron Man, you know, like, yeah. and the world first seeing a superhero, well, first seeing a technological superhero like Iron Man. Yeah. Um, and it'd be really interesting to see if something like that happens in Doctor Strange where, like, the world sees him fighting a huge demon, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and oh. Ghost Rider being like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, ah, I'm so excited! Yeah, we're I'm pretty so damn, excited. Coming we're pretty up. damn excited over here, you guys. Oh, um, I can't even help what I'm we, doing. And we've got we got an episode of Luke Cage to talk about tonight. Yeah, we do. So I guess uh, unless you have anything else to say about this episode, I guess we'll sign off. Ah, man, throw down, and we'll see. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow about Luke Cage episode nine. Um, all right, peace out. Until next time, true believers. But 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 but.